you have your Bible, turn to John tonight, John chapter 14. This is the sixth saying of the uh, great I Am's. And certainly uh, this one I, I like. I love all of them, don't get me wrong. But this one kind of hit me more than any rest of them did. Because it gives, gives three things. It's a threefold I am in this one. And I like this. In first number five of uh, John chapter 14, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Well, ain't that like Thomas? <laughs> it's just like Thomas. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. Let us pray. Father, we just thank thee tonight. Lord, we thank for each one. Lord, we pray for those that are burdened down, those that are in depression, and those, Lord, the ones the devil is attacking. We pray right now. You put a hedge around them and keep them up, Lord. We ask you to touch our hearts tonight, Lord. Help us to reach out. Help us to be a witness. Help us declare the name of Jesus to this world and show them what you've done for us and he'll do for them. And Father, we'll praise you. We'll glorify you. We'll give you the honor and glory in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Notice the Bible said, Thomas said unto him, now think about Thomas. We know him as the doubter. He is the one having a hard time believing certain things throughout the scriptures. He has given that name Doubting Thomas in the Bible. Can I say that we just live by faith? We walk by faith. We live by faith. And the Bible said that uh, faith is the substance of things that are hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we notice that Thomas is about to make a statement. Now, I look at it this way. Thomas has a complaint. Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said in verse 4, And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Jesus didn't say anything that wasn't true. When Jesus made this statement, Whither I go ye know, and ye know the way, that means they knew the way already. But Thomas, maybe because of lack of faith, maybe because of his doubting, maybe because he wasn't paying attention, he said, Lord, we know not the way. Where thou goest, we know that Christ has taught them well. We know that Christ has preached to them and he has instructed them and they surely knew the way. We see the curiosity as he said, we know not the way whether thou goest. Thank God for that question. How can we know the way? Even in his complaint, Thomas, the the curiosity brought out a great question. How, how do we know the way? I want to say we can know the way tonight. And we know it's not in a form of a plan. We know it's in the form of a person tonight. So Jesus looked, Jesus looked at him and was just about to clarify his thing. He, he's going to make a, an announcement in verse number 6. This is the announcement in verse number 6 of the great I Am's, the sixth one in the Gospel of John. This statement had made Jesus here a, in verse 6, is a, a consistent statement. He said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. You think about what Jesus has been making that statement throughout the John's Gospel. 
I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. It, it doesn't matter what you put on at the end of it. Jesus is still the great I am. Jesus is proving to them and to us tonight, I am the great I am. I, I want to thank God for the consistency of Jesus Christ's statement, I am. It's a collective statement because Jesus in this text gives us the trilogy of what's going to say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light. I'll tell you where I need him to be at. Exactly what I need. Whatever I need him to be and wherever I need him to be at, he's always there for me. I'm telling you, God is never a day day short or a dollar short. He's always is what I need Him to be when I need Him. It doesn't have to be the answer, but I, I say tonight, uh, Christ is the answer. He is consistent. His collective statement. Then I would say it was a closing statement. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. And He makes this statement, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That, that's a closed statement. That's not an open-end statement. He's satisfied. He's settled it all. He said, I am the way. He didn't say there are many ways. He didn't say there's many doors. He said, I am the way. If you're going to know the way, the truth, and the light, then it must be by Jesus Christ. If you're going to get to heaven, if you're going to go to heaven, you have to go through Jesus Christ. Or you're not going to go at all. You know, there are some people that are just deceived themselves. They have convinced themselves that they, they are okay. They, they have convinced themselves they're, they're going to heaven. It's a whole lot easier when you get convinced by the Holy Spirit than when you convince, try to convince yourself that you're going to heaven. Amen. If you're saved tonight, it's easy to know that you're saved. You, you, you can overcome doubt. You can overcome deception. You say, how do I do that? By the truth of God's word tonight. When you see, when you look at the truth, uh, it's like the mirror of God, and it looks at it, it will convince you that who you are and what you are and where you stand with God. Some people try to conquer doubt within themselves by themselves. I find that conquering doubt through the Scriptures is a whole lot better. Some people have convinced themselves that they're okay. I'm saved. Uh, I'm right with God. But when you take a look at their life and their testimony and put the Word of God to it, it just doesn't line up. We all have family members. We all have friends that tells us that they're saved when you ask them, if they'll say, they say, don't worry about me, I'm okay. In the last 20 years, people have learned how to talk, the lingo and the religion. You see, there was a time sinners were honest enough to say, I'm a sinner and ashamed of the sin that they were doing. But nowadays, they're all going to heaven. They're no longer ashamed. They do it right out in the open. And they know they're thinking they're going to heaven. It doesn't matter. I'm okay. 
But God is not okay with your sin tonight. And I'm talking, and I'm not just talking about doors, people that never darkened the doors of church. I'm talking people that are sitting in the church. They say, I read my Bible. I prayed this morning. But they don't go to church. And saved people ought to go to church. Hebrews 10 tells, if not forsaken the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another in so much as you see the day approaching. Saved people go to church. Yes, and well, uh, what did they read the verse uh, of uh, Hebrews 10? Well, no. They said, I've had Bible studies. I've done Bible studies. You really ought to get a hold of the Bible and start reading the Bible. And I'm not talking about those who physically can't come to church. I'm talking about those who are able to come to church but choose not to come to church. There are other people that go out and drink, go out and party, live in and out of sin. Yet they talk about Jesus. They talk about God as if they were saved. They've learned to say the things that we ought to say. They say, God is good. The Lord has been good to me. But there's no shame about the things they're doing. There's no shame in their walk. There's no shame in their sin. It's out for everybody to see. I'm telling you, those people have deceived themselves tonight. If you're a child of God and start thinking about going out and living in the world, the Holy Spirit of God that lives in you and lives in your heart will begin to speak to you. If you're saved and, and contemplating about getting out in sin, God has a three-step program that He will get a hold of you about. Uh, the first thing He will do, He will try to convict you of what you're doing. You may be sitting here thinking about uh, after church, uh, I'm going to run down to the bar and get me a drink. And if while you're sitting here thinking about that, God is going to convict you in your mind already that you should not do that. He'll start talking to you because He knows that you thought is intent in your heart of doing something. Then you say, I, I, I'm going to go down here and eat a nice meal and drink a little wine with my meal. Because you know, Jesus turned water into wine. Don't you know that? And people have deceived themselves. The Holy Spirit is already talking to you and saying, you know that wasn't fermented wine. And you know that you can't do that. Just confess. The Holy Spirit is already convincing, convicting Someone that is thinking about doing something. The next step I had to go says the restaurant. I go to the restaurant and I order a meal and I drink that wine. Now he's condemning. Now he said because you drunk that way, because you're saved. 
the whole time that I was drinking that wine because I was saved, I was not going to enjoy that wine because I know I should not have been doing that. The Holy Spirit of God was trying to convict me that I should not do it. You cannot enjoy the sins of this world as a saved person like a sinner can enjoy the sin of this world. You are completely different. God will get a hold of you. going to get punished as soon as it hits your lips God's going to punish you he talks to us he let us know that you you can't enjoy the things of this world the sin of this world as a child of God you know you're wrong then you start feeling guilty about it you drink the wine and start down the road and say it was just one glass no matter what I say, the Holy Spirit is going to convict me before I, before I do it. He's going to condemn me while I'm doing it. Then he's going to chasten me after I do it. I've done it. Somewhere, somehow, I don't know, down the road, God is going to get a hold of you. There is a penalty. There is a price that you have to pay for your sins. I'll tell you something about chastisement. It's not going to wait five years down the road or ten years down the road. God's going to whip you at some point, sometime. Just like, you know, your children do something wrong you don't wait five, six years down the road and spank them for something they've done ten years ago. They'll be lucky you like I say, what did I do? And you can't say, well, uh, I don't remember either, but I know I needed to whip you for some reason or other. God's not like that. You're going to do it. To, it might be a day or two or three days, but, but God's going to get a hold of you. God's going to whip you, and you're going to know exactly why God is whipping you. So what did I do? Well, you can confess it. If you confess, you can find forgiveness. The Bible tells us if you confess your sins, he's, he'll forgive us of our sin. But you're still going to face consequences. I am still going to face chastisement. The way is you're saved. But if you're lost, you can go right on your merry old way down the road doing what you're doing and there's nothing coming to you. But if you're saved, you know the way God is going to get you. And people say stuff like this. Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. Sometimes I say that my same thing. I don't see anything wrong. I, I don't understand what's the big deal. The reason they don't see anything is because they are blinded to the things of God and their eyes are open to the things of the world. They're, they're living in sin. And that is exactly what sin does. It blinds you. And makes you think everything's okay. Do you know what's revealed to us? What is, is sin is and sinful to us? That is sinful to us, sinful to us, the Word of God. If you're connected to the Word of God, this will show you what sin is and what's sinful to us. You should not do the things God says, no, you can't do. You cannot do those things. I believe Jesus is dealing with a lot of people's hearts today. And Jesus made this statement in verse 6, I am the way. 
the truth, and the life. And in that statement I'm preaching on, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Each one of the three things that Jesus gave us here answers a very important question. You say, what, what do you mean a question? Well, first thing, how can I be saved? Jesus said, I am the way. The way is important because it mentions in verse 4, whether thou go and you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said, Lord, we don't, we don't know the way. We don't know where thou goest. How can we know the way? And again in verse number 6, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth. It's important that we are a lot of people that will tell you that they're going to heaven. People you meet every day say, I'm going to heaven. But what it boils down to is not whether they say they're going to heaven. It's how they're getting to heaven. The way they're taking to heaven, how are you getting to heaven? Songwriter said, there's one way to the pearly gates, the way the life is called straight. If you're going to heaven, you got to go through God's way. It can but not be your way. The way is declared in verse 4, but it was diminished by Thomas in verse 5. But in verse 6, the way is defined. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm going to heaven my way. No, I'm going some other way. No. But I'm going to heaven on the heavenly highway. And Jesus is the way. Thank God for Jesus Christ. If you've been born again, Christ lives in the side of you tonight. And you know the way. It's not something you try to dream up on your own. It's not that I'll get there some other way. If you're born again and the Holy Spirit's inside of you, He tells you there is only one way. Romans 10 tells us, For with the heart man believeth unto the righteous, and with the mouth confess is made unto salvation. He's real to you tonight. How can I be saved? The way, the way of happiness, the way of holiness, the way of healing, and the way of help, and the way to Him. Jesus said, I am the way. He, he, he said, I am the way and I'm the truth. I'm glad that I know the truth tonight. His word is true. The Bible said, buy the truth and sell it not. It's good to go to church and be in the house of God and be under the preaching of God's word. Not because of the preacher, but because of the truth of the word of God. We're, we are blessed people because we have the truth in front of us. I don't want to rush the truth. I don't want to overlook the truth. I never want to ignore the truth. I don't want to be distracted from the truth. It's good to be in the house of God and round the truth tonight. Listen, we don't deserve to be saved. We could have been born in a pagan worship country and God could have left us there to die and go to hell. But thank God he let you be born in America. 
and he lets you hear the gospel, and he, and he lets you get saved by the grace of God. Isn't it wonderful to know the truth? And, and, and some churches, if you take away the smoke machine, take away the light shows uh, and the t- social teams and uh, the social events, uh, they have nothing left. There's nothing there. But thank God, if you got the Word of God and it's being preached by the Word of man's God, uh, you got the truth in front of you. Now, I'm not trying to be critical about people, but I thank God for the King James Bible. I say if you don't have a King James Bible in this church, close it because it puts off a vile odor inside the house of God. They can call us narrow-minded. They can call us simple. But this book has carried me through some rough waters. This book has carried me through some deep valleys. It's been, it's been with me through some sleepless nights. It has been my anchor. It is set steadfast and is sure. And when the storms have come raging, it has been the book of truth of God. And it has been kept me steady through all the hard times of my life. I'm holding on to this book. Because it's the truth tonight. I wouldn't trade this Bible for anything in this world. I don't care how many degrees a man has. They can scoff and they can mock it. And it makes no difference to me. It's done for me while I'm living. It will be done for me while I'm dying. It is God's precious book. And I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful for the truth. Now, there are people that don't want the King James Bible. They'd rather have some watered-down version I believe you should believe what the King James Version is the Word of God. And if you are born again and a child of God in this church, I believe you ought to say the King James Version is the Word of God. That's what I use. That's what I study from. That's what I preach from. It is the Word of God. And I put my belief and trust that it is truth tonight. Now, I, I read the Bible and I can't pronounce all those words. And I don't think anybody in here can either. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still God's Word. It is the truth. It will always be the King James Bible. The truth. And we're not going to water down what God said. We're not going to fold on it. I'm telling you, this world is turned upside down. I'm just, I'm just, I'm telling you. This world is turned upside down, but I'm glad that we had the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're going to stand on it. We're going to stand on it in these last days. It is the hope for the world. It is the hope for your home. It is the hope for your soul. It is the hope for the church. It is hope for me. This is what we're going to stand on. The King James Bible. I'm not going to tell you what I think. I'm going to just tell you what God has said. And it is the truth. Listen to me, I challenge you, young people, I challenge you, old people, read your Bible every day. Because you'll never be what God wants you to be if you're not reading His Word. You cannot make the right decisions in life without knowing what God wants you to do. Read it every day of your life. Read it and then ask God to speak to you. Pray that, uh, like the psalmist wrote, open thy, my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things of thy law. Ask God to show you things from the Bible. Ask God to help you in your life. 
I'm telling you the truth will keep you on the right track and the truth will keep you from making a lot of scars in your life throughout your lifetime. I, I'm glad I know the way. I'm glad I know the truth. I'm glad I, I got God for this book. I'm glad that it doesn't matter when you open up this book early in the morning, late at night, it still reads the same. This Bible will stand when this world is burnt and gone. This Bible ought to get you fired up. It ought to make you start shouting for God. And he said, how can I be satisfied? Jesus said, I am the way. This is how you can be saved. He said, I am the truth. That is how you can be sure. But he also said, I am the way, the life. That's how you can be satisfied. The only satisfied life you'll ever know is a life living for Jesus Christ. What makes this life so satisfying is the freedom of it. Living for God, there is freedom. You can be an overcomer. You can be stay saved. You can be standing and be walking by faith. If we live by faith, in those things we'll experience the freedom of life. There, there's no freedom in alcohol. There's no freedom in drugs. There's no freedom in the pleasures of this world. You know, it's not bad to have things in your life. But don't let the things take your life. There's no freedom, freedom in things tonight. Don't set your sight on how many things you can have in life. If God gives you them, great, enjoy those things. Thank God and praise God for them things. But don't ever set your eyes on this world and live for the material things of this world because there's no freedom in it. You'll never be satisfied. The more you get, the more you want. You, you think you got it all, but you got to have more and more. It isn't it amazing to me when God gives you something, you're more satisfied with it than with something you went out and tried to grab up to yourself? Amen. I, I'd much rather God give me something than me trying to go out and kill myself to get it. It's a lot easier. It's a lot, lot more. It may not be the best. It may not be brand new, but God gave it to me, and I'm satisfied with it. Learn to be satisfied with what God has given you, and don't try to go out and grow up this great material things in this world, because you'll never be happy. You'll never be satisfied. I, I can remember growing up, we didn't have much of anything. Now, in fact, I take that we didn't have anything. The walls were even bare. I don't think there was any pictures on the walls of my house. I had a little bunk bed over here. My brother had a little bunk bed over there. We had a window in between both of us. Didn't have much. But we'd go outside and we'd vent things. We'd take a stick or something. We'd go out and vent things. We played games outside. Didn't, didn't have no toys. Didn't have anything. We just go out and invent things. But down the road, there were some kids that had money. Oh, they had everything. They had the bikes, had the go karts. They had everything they wanted. I mean, just literally, they had all they want. 
But you could look at those faces, and it was something missing. They had no joy. They had no happiness. It was always by themselves. They had no friends. Because nobody wanted to make friends with somebody that had everything. You ain't got nothing. You would think, why would they hang out with me? I'm a kid that has nothing. You've got a kid that's got everything. That's the same way of adults today. They come to church, sit in church, sing the songs, but you look at their face and there's no life in there. They're not satisfied with nothing. And the whole time they're thinking, they're trying to reach outside to grab something outside to make themselves satisfied. And let me just say, let me just say this. Is serving Jesus satisfying enough for you? Is walking with Jesus satisfying you enough for you? Are you living for Him? Is that enough to satisfy your life working and serving God today? If you're saved and you love Jesus, that ought to be enough for your life tonight. He's serving God, living for God. That ought to be enough. We as Christians should not be trying to gain the world and lose our soul, but we ought to lose the world and gain our souls. But we got our eyes focused on the things outside. And when you start focusing on the outside, you lose the things on the inside. And that's where the most important things are at in the house of God. It's coming to church enough to satisfy you. Reading your Bible isn't enough to satisfy you. You mean it's wrong for a Christian to have things? I'm, no, I, just, I told you earlier, it's not wrong for you to have things. As God gives them to you, you enjoy them. But don't let things take you over. Don't let things come in between you and God. I've seen it Christian people time and time and time again. They let the things of God has given them and blessed them, overcome them. Then they take it and they lose sight of God. And now let me just say this. And if you lose sight of God, when God gives you something, God can take that back. I've seen it. On top of the world one day, down, down in the valley the next day because God said, hey, I gave it to you and you didn't go to church, you didn't read your Bible, I'll take it back from you. A lot of times we'd rather be in the valley and, and read our Bible and be faithful to God and faithful to church because we know it's God that gets us out of it and we always come. But when we get on that mountaintop, that's where we lose sight of God. Life is a satisfied life. And can I say this, and I'm done. There is fellowship. The song says he walks with me, he talks with me, and he tells me that I'm his own. Let me ask you this. Are you satisfied serving Jesus? Is living for God enough for you tonight? Nothing more, nothing less, just living for Jesus. It's enough for you. He's give you a satisfied. Your life will be full and satisfied if that's enough for you. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Three things Jesus said in that that we need to grab a hold of in our life today. And realizing he is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. Without him, you have none of those. And without him, you have no hope in this world. 
Amen.